You've heard it time and time again. If you want to be successful, you have to be consistent, right? It's like a broken record at this point, but consistency is such a broad term. You probably have thought, what exactly am I supposed to be consistent with doing? And I get it. As your best friend in beauty, I got you, okay? One of the things that I am known for is my consistency. I mean... The Friends and Beauty podcast is proof of that. I've been releasing episodes every single Wednesday for the last three years without missing a beat. So trust me, I got this consistency thing down packed. So if you've been struggling with being consistent, I'm doing something very special for you. On November 17th at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I will be hosting Mastering the Art of Consistency. And I'm sharing all of my secrets on how I maintain my consistency and the 10 areas of consistency that I focused on that took me from being undiscovered to being a trailblazer. So I don't know if you know, I recently received the 2023 Black Beauty Roster Excellence AJ Crimson Trailblazer Award, and it made me reflect on what got me to this point. People were even sliding in my DMs asking for advice on what they should be doing to move the needle forward in their businesses. And I've been trying to figure out a way for so long to teach my friends in beauty how to be consistent and overcome their challenges with being inconsistent. And this is it. If you've been feeling like you're constantly overlooked for opportunities, maybe clients aren't rolling in fast enough for you, or maybe you get discouraged and find yourself starting and stopping, questioning your worth, or... Maybe you're just on the verge of burnout, trying to keep up with all the girlies on Instagram. Does this sound familiar to you? Okay, like, then you absolutely have to join me for mastering the art of consistency because I can almost guarantee you that the results that you want lie in being consistent in at least one of the 10 areas that I'm going to share with you, or maybe all 10 of them. It may be just what you need to change the trajectory of your business going into the new year. I'm going to be sharing the 10 areas of consistency to focus on to become a trailblazer. The number one reason why most people struggle with consistency, strategies for developing consistent behaviors, and how to set yourself up for success and consistent behavior going forward, and so, so much more. So if you're ready to stop being stuck and actually do the work that matters to blaze your own trail in this industry, then register for Mastering the Art of Consistency. It's free, by the way, because I really want to help as many of my friends in beauty as possible with this information. So register right now. I'll leave the link down below. Share the link with your friends in beauty, your other friends in beauty that you want to see win as well. Okay, don't keep this information for yourself. And let's set the industry on fire, like in a good way, though. Okay. All right. I'll see you soon. Let's go ahead and jump into the episode. What a lot of people don't realize with male grooming, it's actually a lot more technical to make it look like they're not wearing makeup. Like it's it's a it's a it's a craft, it's an art to it. And I mean, I, next year I'm gonna start planning on hosting classes to to really go into it. But I want to kind of show people like men don't need to be super beat. Like it's it's more so about a skin. Just making sure the skin is effortless, fresh, clean, and making sure they feel comfortable in it, and making sure they don't feel too powdery or too. You know, no, not too much. Because yeah. I would say my, my first, first male client, it was actually, well, it was it's someone from Chicago, when I was in, in my Chicago days. Mm-hmm. And he, he was a celebrity as well. I'm not going to even say it. <laughs> but I, it was my first time doing male grooming and I like powder, powder, powder beat him. And he was just like, why am I orange? And I was like, oh, no. 
So I learned quickly from my first time. I was like, okay, I got to do a little less and a little. And I just learned, you know, just from humble experiences, just, you know, take it back, take it back, take it back until I finally fine tuned on my technique for it. And I'm like, okay, now I know less is more. Skin is always in. Um, Make sure the skin looks breathable and and Mm -hmm. just, you know, nice and complete. Welcome to the Friends in Beauty podcast, a safe space for ambitious beauty industry creatives to have real talk, get authentic answers and practical tools to grow their businesses. Join me every week as me and my special guests reveal the keys to longevity and success in the beauty industry from the ups and downs of their journey to the nitty gritty of their struggles and triumphs. We're spilling the tea on it all and most importantly, having fun while doing it. You ready? Hey, what's up? It's your best friend in beauty, Aquia Robinson. Welcome back to another episode of the Friends in Beauty podcast. I am so happy to have you here, and I hope you're listening to this episode in high spirits and in good health. Now, on today's episode of the Friends in Beauty podcast, I welcome Andrea Samuels to the Friends in Beauty guest chair. So Andrea is an award-winning makeup artist, hairstylist, and beauty educator whose work has been seen on the likes of Snoop Dogg, Dwayne Wade, Michelle Williams, as well as with brands like Nike, Versace, Nickelodeon, Target, just to name a few, because she's popping. So welcome (laughs) to the Friends of Beauty podcast, Andrea. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. I'm super excited to be here. I am super excited to have you because I was just telling you, I feel like we've been Facebook and like Instagram friends for years. For too long. <laughs> for too long. I and know. I don't know if we've ever like talked before though, like personally. That's true. Yeah. Like, but this is, this is perfect timing and um, yeah, I'm just, I'm excited to get in, get into it. Yeah. Yes. I'm so excited. You have no idea. So before we jump into the nitty gritty, I want to start off with some icebreakers just to get us warmed up and so the friends and beauty audience can get to know you a little bit outside of beauty. Absolutely. So the first one, just give us three random facts about you. Three random facts. Um, I used to rock climb. Um, <laughs> I need to get back into it actually. But before mm-hmm. I moved away from Chicago, like rock climbing was like my favorite activity. So I was always getting my hands dirty, trying to like get through the boulders. So that was like my thing for a while. Okay. Um, what else? Another random fact. Um, well, I'm. I think some people don't know. I was a painter first. Nice. Um, I still get into art here and there, especially during the pandemic. I was painting heavy again. Okay. Um, so I was a painter, and I actually went to the School of the Art Institute and learned about color theory and facial anatomy, like the whole thing, at a really young age. I was about like eight or nine years old when I was okay. taking um college courses for uh like to understand art. So I was an artist first and then makeup came later. Okay. Um third thing, what else? Um Oh, I found well this is like family related, but I found a brother through ancestry and I found a sister through Facebook. So my dad was a Rolling Stone basically. <laughs> is he not around anymore? He, no, he is not, unfortunately. Okay. Um, but after his passing, a lot of his kids started popping up through the internet, basically. Um, so that's another random fact. And it was expect- unexpected. We didn't expect it. It just So I got a growing family, basically. Wow. So were you <laughs> looking for them or they were looking for someone? Uh, both. It was a little bit of both. 
um, yes. with my sister on Facebook. She looked just like my dad and she popped up one day like, hey, you may know this person. I'm like, okay, we definitely related. Mm-hmm. My brother, we just, we all took the test and he popped up through our email and we were like, okay, he definitely looks like your dad. Like that, like, so it, it, that's just kind of how it happened. Like it was, it was pretty random and unexpected. So, yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. My sister um is on Ancestry.com and she's found like some of our like, I guess they would be considered our aunts, like our mother's sisters. Got you. Like okay. Her father had like multiple kids. Our grandfather had multiple kids as well. So she's Ooh. found like aunties and wow. like on her father's side, my sister's father, she's found like uncles and because we're my family, her fa- her father and my father are from Jamaica. So oh, okay is a little bit different I guess with finding people overseas but she's found some people yeah that's incredible so your family's growing too all right that's really (laughs) cool okay what is something that you're like really snobby about like you're a snob over something snobby (laughs) I ooh. some people are like water snobs they're like I only drink Fiji okay Really? I feel like I I think maybe the most surprising thing about me is like I, I am a snob when it comes to products like I have been on a uh like like name brand pick for a while so I'm, I'm okay. trying to get all the La Mer's all the Lancome's all the, all the stuff. I guess I'm a snob for like the nice nice really nice products um but like personally no I I'm not really I mean I love to get my nails done like I love a manicure but mm-hmm. I'm not really like a snob type. I'm not like I have to absolutely have the best. Yeah, I don't know, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I guess like yeah, when it comes to like my kit, like I make sure my my it's pristine and super clean and fresh and up to date. So I guess I my kit, yeah, okay. my kit. I love that. I love that. I have these pod decks here. They have like these random questions. This is a oh, what the cute. And a I would you rather? That. That's so cute. Okay. Which one do you want? Ooh, I'm gonna go for green green yes let's go for green <laughs> let's see uh, please don't be anything crazy <clears throat> mm, yeah. if you had a child I guess what would be the absolute worst name you can give your child the worst name <laughs> uh I mean I get I mean I guess I don't I'm not really not a fan of like super long names yeah I mean but I mean I, I can't say like I guess like that's that would be my preference like I would I kind of prefer like like a shorter like like eight letters or less type of name so I think when it's super long like I don't know I guess like yeah super long name because then it'll it'll be inconvenient for the kid and then they got to explain it to their friends and it's a whole to do um yeah. so yeah I what guess like we have long. like 10 middle names uh, yes <laughs> and I'm just like come on now let's just we we know we follow you one name let's just stick to one name yeah so just- yeah Okay. Mm-hmm. I like exactly. that. <laughs> what do people always tell you that you're good at aside from makeup and hair? What I'm good. Oh, people usually call me a nurturer or they call me like a super calming type of person. Um, so yeah, so sometimes when, when I'm working on people, sometimes people fall asleep, they get super mm-hmm. relaxed. Um I I I had one girl start moaning in her chair. <laughs> I was like, doing oh, makeup okay. or hair. Yeah, doing doing her hair, and I was just like, "Oh, okay." So I guess I'm a, I'm a nurturing type of person. So that, <laughs> but that's usually what people say, and I'm like, "Okay, that's cool, I guess." So okay. yeah, I like that. <laughs> this is yeah, like a uh, I don't know if it's like just us in the beauty industry, but anytime I ask people that question, it's kind of like a consensus. A lot of people say the same thing. So 
I'm not oh, sure that's really? the quality that we have to have as like beauty professionals. Some of us don't have nothing like that, but it's yeah, a, for a, sure. Yeah. I think that's super helpful just because you, you, I mean, we are face to face with some people sometimes and in such close proximity. You want to make sure they feel at ease, at comfortable. You want to make sure, I mean, not only you're doing your job really well, but that they feel comfortable. So I think that comes with the territory. You got to make sure, you know, your client feels safe and feels at ease. So you, you're right. It kind of comes with it. Yeah. Okay. When is the last time that you did something for the first time? Ooh, the last time I did something for the first time. What have mm-hmm. I done? I don't know. Hmm. It's been a long time, obviously. <laughs> um, the last time I did something for the first time. Trying new food, oh. new experiences, hmm. traveling anywhere. Oh, actually, yeah, travel. Yes, I did recently go to. Um, I went to um London and Paris for the first time this year. So okay. I went with my sister, and I went with a couple friends. Um, I initially went there to take a three day like hair class, but then Beyonce was also in town at the time. So I mean, mm-hmm. that was my first time seeing her in concert, plus traveling overseas. So it was that was like my first time and that was earlier in may of this year so so yeah yeah so traveling overseas and seeing beyonce at the same time the renaissance tour was yeah oh that was everything like did you get to see her i did and i'm so happy she's coming out with the the documentary or whatever i I need to see these (laughs) i know it's exciting i love it i love it so the last front if you weren't a makeup artist and hairstylist is there anything else you could see yourself doing right now if I wasn't in the beauty industry, I think I would be in education. That's like my third passion. So I think um, I just love seeing like the light bulb go off in people's heads when I explain something or when I show something and then they're like, oh, I get like, I love that moment. So I yeah. think education would be a, a career. Um, and I, And for some reason, I love flowers. Like if I could be a florist and like put bouquets together, I feel like that would be like, me in my 70s like when I'm like old old and I can't use my hands anymore I'm like I'll just put little flowers together for people so yeah. that would be my my other thing for sure I love that I love that do you do you have plans on retiring anytime in the oh, future Lord. I feel like when I talk to like senior artists like Danessa like Sanfine I feel like they yes. have no plans on retiring they want to just do it until they can't wow I mean at, at the moment like no that's such a tricky like I mean of course like I do try to set up things to be like okay so when I'm older maybe this will be a better route to go um so initially my my plan was to join the union to go into tv and film yeah and that would be my retirement but I tried tv and film and I will say I'm not a super patient person standing on my feet for 16 plus hours so I'm like okay uh, that's uh, maybe that won't be it Mm-hmm. So right now, I, yeah, I'm I'm kind of leaning more into possibly education might be the route I go, possibly once I hit like 60, 70. So that's, it's just kind of in the back of my mind, but it's not a for sure thing. Yeah. Um, but it's, but it's just kind of a tinkling in my mind, just in case, I don't know, for some reason I have an arm injury in case just, just backup plan basically. Yeah. So, yeah. And then we also have to consider how the world is going to change. We have no idea what direction the world is going to go with. I this know. Activity. So it's kind of like I we know. have to stay on top of our toes and like pivot where, where we can. 
A hundred percent. I know. So it's just like, I guess it's good to have a good ABC plan for who knows. You never know. So, yeah. Yeah. How mm-hmm. long have you been a makeup artist now? Oh, man. This year will be 18 years. So okay. since I was about 21, 2021, um, fresh out of high school, I was uh, not paying attention in class. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just like doing makeup for my friends in high school for the proms. Um and so it kind of was just, it was a hobby, like it was something fun to do. And then I would say around college, like around 21, 22, that's when I started to understand like it could it could be a career and to take it seriously and to, like there was a school for it. Like it, it, it took me a while to kind of understand everything because like YouTube was not super popping at that time. Like this was back in 2002, yeah. 2003. Um, so I, it, it was a slow learning process. Um, but yeah, but it's been 18 years now so far. Yeah. A crazy ride. That's amazing. And you have like a crazy, you have a crazy impressive like dream resume. Like I looked at your, web, I went to your website, right? And it has your resume oh, on there. Yes. And, and I, I clicked on it one because I feel like that's a challenge of mine. Anytime somebody asks for a resume, I'm like, I don't know what it's supposed to look like. Like it's supposed to look like a, oh, a real resume. When I saw yeah. yours, I was like, oh, that, this, this makes sense. But then Got when I look you. at all the stuff you have done, I'm like, this is like a dream. Like, how, like, would you summarize your journey so far between the 18 years? Like, if you could put it into, like, two words. <laughs> oh, man. the It's been challenging yet fun. Challenging yet fun. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Um, Because I feel like every year when I think I got it, I don't. When I think I figured something out, I don't. Like, every year I'm learning something. I'm gaining something and learning something. Like, it's so it's always the give and the take. It's the ebb and the flow it's always a balance um mm-hmm. and then you know maybe one like I, during pandemic for sure oof, that was a down year and I was just like I don't know what I'm gonna do I don't know how to figure this out but then later on that year people started calling artists for zoom calls and to get them ready for their business meetings and to get them ready right. for iphone photo shoots and so then it become an upswing so it's always an ebb and a flow so yeah. I would say that that would sum it up in a way yeah yeah, yeah. Do you primarily um, work with celebrities now or do you kind of do a little bit of both like celebrity work and everyday people? Um, well, when I first moved to Los Angeles, that was not my primary goal. Like I would, I didn't want to just do celebrities. It just kind of happened that way. Mm-hmm. I was assisting a lot of amazing MUAs. Um, and then there were times if they weren't able to do the job, I would step in and help out. Yeah. Um, so say for instance with Snoop, I was that was I I thought it was supposed to be a one time thing, but then mm-hmm. when I met him, he was just like, oh hey baby girl, I like what you do, and I'm like, oh okay. <laughs> so then it, yeah, so now I've become like his regular, and I see him like once a month or so. Um, so no, like it, I I didn't plan on it, but it just kind of happened that way. Um, mm-hmm. wait, and I feel like you asked me something. There was something else you asked me. Mm-hmm. You were like, girl, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm like I was I feel like he was going somewhere but this is okay but yeah basically yeah celebrity I don't only do celebrities oh um, if you work with celebrities I, and just like yes. regular everyday people yeah correct so it, it ebbs and flows like just yesterday I was helping out another makeup artist at a wedding um so I still do bridal from time to time I don't advertise it that much yeah. um but primarily I would say lately it, it kind of goes between celebrity red carpet before the strike um and uh, I do a lot of commercial and, and 
TV production from time to time as well. So that, that's kind of where it, my, I'm I'm at right now. Yeah. Okay. Were you in when you moved to um California? Were you intentional about the people that you were assisting, or like did you already have like relationships with them? Oh well. Yes and no. When I first moved here, I was actually assisting AJ Crimson for a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, rest his soul. Um, mm-hmm. So he was one of the artists that like, whenever he came to Chicago, I'm like, hey, I'm your right hand. I'll do whatever you need to do. I got you. And then before moving there, I was come to LA every once in a while just to like help him with some projects and to just help him out. And then when I officially moved here, I like he was doing his own thing working on Black Panther. So he was taking off on his career. Mm-hmm. Um, but just talking to him, talking to Ashanta Sharif, she was another amazing mentor. Yeah. Um, and then I talked to Sir John every once in a while as well. So they mm-hmm. kind of helped give me a good guideline when I moved here. Mm-hmm. And then there were a couple new people I met along the way, like Seisha Beecham, uh, Beachman. Yeah, she, um, she, she was working with uh, Chadwick for a while. Um, so there was a couple people that literally like they they held out their hand, they kind of showed me the ropes. I'm like, okay, I, I'm gonna just figure it out from here. So yeah, yeah that, shout out to the mentors for sure. Like they were incredible. Yeah. Like what is the real behind working with celebrities? Cause I always feel like a lot of us, or not necessarily, I didn't really have a, a, a interest or whatever with, yeah. when they come, they come. But I feel like a lot of people when they see the glitz and the glam it's like oh I want to be a celebrity artist but they don't necessarily know what goes into it do you Mm -hmm. think it's something that could be like helpful to their career or you got to be built like or can it hurt you if you're built for it I mean it honestly it it's a it varies on a few factors like it depends I will say I chose to work with men Okay. Okay. Hey, I know you're enjoying the episode, but I need you to do something really, really important for me. Like right now, I need you to leave a five-star review on Apple podcast and let the people know how much you love the friends of beauty podcast. See in the podcast streets, I'm gonna let you know something. If you don't leave a review, then people don't know that the show exists and then the show won't grow. Reviews are so essential to the continued success of the friends of beauty podcast. And plus I really just want to know what you think about the podcast. I appreciate all the DMs, but a five-star review would be even better. I would love to read your review on the show and give you a shout out for being a loyal listener. And if it's not a five-star review, don't even worry about it. All right, don't even worry. Just go ahead and send me an email, honey. We ain't got time for that. If you're watching me on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe, give this video a thumbs up, and even leave a comment to share a takeaway from something that you've learned so far. If you don't subscribe or give a thumbs up, then the YouTube streets don't know that the Friends of Beauty podcast exists either. You see how this is going? This is a group effort and I appreciate you so, so much. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. Let's go ahead and get back into the episode. It's a a distinct difference Mm. between working with male celebrities versus women celebrities. Women, um, oops, sorry, 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 sorry. (laughs) Um, cause with women, like once they like you, they, they will stick with you and you got to be with them every day, all day. And you pretty much don't have a life got you. with men, you, you, it depends, it honestly depends on the guy, but you'll usually I'll see them like once a month, once a week sometimes. So you have a little bit more leeway to live your own life, to kind of work other jobs you want to work. Um, so men kind of are a lot more relaxed. And even when I do their makeup, like they, they don't really care what you do is they, they, they fully trust you. And they're like, I know you, you got it. I fully trust you with yeah. women. Sometimes 
it's it's a distrust at times and sometimes they want to do their own brows or sometimes they want to do their own lip liner or they want to do their own so like it's a it's you kind of have to you know figure it out with some yeah. not all women but some women um so I, I would say yeah I was intentional with with particular clientele and I just wanted to just kind of just just work the market and kind of tiptoe my way in like I didn't want to yeah. fully go all the way in just yet um so I would say yeah it, it yeah, I guess if if you have the tolerance to work with anyone, then yes, it could it could definitely be for you. Uh, I would say since adding celebrity clientele to my portfolio, it has helped me get other clientele that I would have never expected, like you know the Versace and Gucci campaign. Like those are dream clients I always wanted to have, but didn't expect yeah. it until I added celebrities into my roster. Um, right. So I guess it depends on where, where you're trying to go with your career and what you plan to do. And I would say, I, I definitely love fashion. Like I'm a fashion girly, yeah. always watching fashion week. So anytime I can incorporate a little bit of fashion into my book, like that's definitely my main thing. And then if celebrities are part of it, I'm like, okay, that's cool. But it definitely was not like my, my first frame of mind when I first yeah. moved here. So, yeah. And I absolutely love what you said about working with men in particular I never that never even like dawned on back mm-hmm. I had an aha moment where you just said that. I'm like duh oh really like, yeah because I feel like like you said with women it would just be a little bit more like hands-on because they they yes. want to be in glam all the time if they have somewhere to go whereas men mm-hmm. they like only when I need it like I'm not yeah. about to be walking around you know downtown right. LA with you know makeup on if I don't need to you know for sure yeah and then also how do you feel about okay you're working with men how do you approach it if you're working with men who are like in relationships or married um because I was working on a production I was just telling somebody about this <clears throat> last week I was working on a production before with a, a company that does like a lot of reality show stuff yeah like years ago and I remember them telling us specifically, like the girls, like, don't dress too, you know, like this because oh, wow. you don't want to, you know, make the woman feel uncomfortable. And like, have you ever experienced oh, anything wow. like that? Like if you're working on a male celebrity that's like married, the wife might be like, okay, and I'm, I got to be around oh. because I want to make sure she don't look better than me or, you know, they're not flirting. I, you know. I will say the the women that are with the guys I work with, they are so secure in themselves. They don't, mm-hmm. they barely even notice I'm there most of the time. I mean, right. they'll say hello and keep it moving. But at the, so far at this time, no, they haven't given me any um, issues with how I dress or with how I act or like, they've been super chill and super cool with me. So, I mean, yeah. I'll just say my hellos. I'm like, Hey, if you ever need glam, I got you. But they tend to have their own teams and their own situation um but so far luckily no it hasn't been any crazy weird issues thankfully because yeah. I would have been like you know what I'm gonna just <laughs> I'm gonna head on out okay I get somebody else to do it period uh, right yeah <laughs> so so far no issues luckily okay Mm-hmm. I love that you focus on male grooming because I feel like as a makeup artist, that's one thing that anytime that I post something with male grooming, people yeah. are like, how do you do male grooming? Like what, like a lot of people, okay, I guess when we learn how to do makeup, it's always focused on women. So when they do come and across that's the big man, glam, the glitter, yeah. you know, that's kind of the typical side of makeup. But what a lot of people don't realize with male grooming, it's actually a lot more technical to make it look like they're not wearing makeup. Like it's, it's a, it's a, it's a craft, it's an art to it. And I mean, uh, next year I'm going to start planning on hosting classes to to really go into it, but I want to, 
kind of show people like men don't need to be super beat. Like it's it's more so about a skin. Just making sure the skin is effortless, fresh, clean, and making sure they feel comfortable in it and making sure they don't feel too powdery or too, you know, no, not too much. Because yeah. I would say my, my first, first male client, it was actually, well, it was it's someone from Chicago when I was in, in my Chicago days. Mm-hmm. And he, he was a celebrity as well. I'm not going to even say it. <laughs> but I, it was my first time doing male grooming and I like powder, powder, powder beat him. And he was just like, why am I orange? And I was like, oh, no. So I learned quickly from my first time. I was like, okay, I got to do a little less and a little. And I just learned, you know, just from humble experiences, just, yeah. to, you know, take it back, take it back, take it back until I finally fine tuned on my technique for it. And I'm like, okay, now I know less is more. Skin is always in. Um, make sure the skin looks breathable and and mm-hmm. just you know nice and complete. Yeah. Do so, you yeah. actually like put any products on them foundation wise, concealer, or you just focus on skincare? It de- honestly it depends. I would say for specifics, like with Snoop, he, you know, he's a smoker. <laughs> we all know yeah. he's a smoker. His skin is dry, really, okay. really, really dry. So for him, I do extreme oh. moisture. Sometimes I use La Mer. Um, like heavy duty moisture, moisture, moisture. And then for him, I'll just go in really light with concealer, like around the eye area. Um, and then just a little bit of powder, because he really does not need powder. Versus Dwayne, he's like he's he's an athlete, so he gets sweaty. He's he's shiny. So okay. I have to make sure I, I do the opposite for him. So he's more so I do um I don't know if you've heard of this brand Nanoblur. Um, but it was created Nano by Blur? This- yeah, N-A-N-O Blur, Nano Blur. Ooh. I think it's at Target. Um, but it was created by this makeup artist, Danny. I think it's that Danny Dan Danny? But she was basically one of the creators for Euphoria, one of the, oh. the makeup creators. Okay. So she created this nano blur. And then when I found it, I was like, oh yeah, no, this is perfect because it creates like a really clean, almost literally like blurs out the pores. And it helps it look like it's it's like like an anti shine basically, and it helps me use less foundation for him. So like it's more so a lot a lot of um um blurring skincare to kind of like blur out the shine, and then I do a little bit of foundation and a little bit of concealer. So for so for, I guess for like athletes or anyone that's a little bit more on the sweaty side, I do a little bit more more skincare to take away the shine plus makeup, and then for someone that's super dry, it's, it's more skincare to give it more moisture. So. It depends. Like everyone's not the same. So I kind of have to cater it to each client. And even mm-hmm. like um, when I go and see them, like they have their own kits. Like I have a personal kit for each okay. uh, client that I have. So like it, everything's already like separated and it's and is there and they have their own brushes. They have their own everything. So uh, um, yeah. Yeah. I, so I hope that. that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. When you start teaching again, can you do one for friends and beauty too? Can we like oh! party? you I'm, I'm coming i because okay. actually one of my sisters just moved to dc so i'm i'm gonna be coming to that area probably next year at some point so yeah, yeah. so let me know because we could probably set up something first of all we have to link up in person that's one absolutely so we yeah, set yeah. up something while you're here if you're down for it i'm down oh, absolutely i'm so okay. down yeah yes so let's mm-hmm. talk about you getting your cosmetology license girl like what yeah. made you get your uh, <laughs> what made you do that and start doing hair well, a couple it was a couple reasons um a couple reasons so when I first moved to LA this was 2018 um mm-hmm. I thought my portfolio was really 
like top notch at that time. Like I was working with Michelle Williams. I was working with a couple people and I'm like, okay, like I'm in there. Like I'm, my portfolio is solid. But then when I approached different agencies and different people, I remember this one agency I went to, I showed them my portfolio and they were like, oh, your work looks pedestrian. And I'm like, wait, what? what? Basically they were just like, this looks super basic. Like you need to step it up. And I'm just like, oh, okay. So like, I just felt like I just wasn't getting what they were saying. And I'm like, well, clearly I'm not going to get any clients right now. So let me just go back to school and work on something. So honestly, I just felt so defeated because I just didn't know how to get my, like I knew I needed to like rebrand myself and completely redo my portfolio. And I'm like, I know that's going to take some time. Yeah. And so like, I literally had to take my website down and, and do test shoot, test shoot, test shoots to kind of get that LA look in a way. And so during that time, I was like, well, let me go back to school and get my Cosmo license. And then this was 2018, 2019. No, no, no. This was 2019 when I first started school. So for about a year I was in, I was learning cuts, colored, everything, hair, skin, nails, everything. And then in 2020 pandemic hit and I'm Mm. like, oh, oh, okay. So here we go. Panorama. (laughs) The panorama. Yes. But I finished my Cosmo license in 2020. Um, I would say like, it was one of the most challenging things I did, but it, it helped me kind of get refocused back to myself in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, and another reason why I chose Cosmo school, I was in a crazy relationship at the time okay. and I just, I needed a reason to stay in LA. Like I needed a reason to, it, it was, it was just, a, it was, I'll just say it was a crazy relationship, but the guy was trying to force me to leave LA and I was like, I'm not ready. Like I'm here for a purpose. I'm here for a reason. Like, and I need to stay. So like, that was also another reason why I I completed my Cosmo. Cause I was just like, I just need any reason to not be with him and to stay. And I'm thankful that I did. So I got out of that, thankfully. So thank God. Yeah. 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 So it was a couple of reasons, but yeah, but now I have hairstyling in my tool belt as a way because I I would see on on set too many times people didn't know how to do black hair point blank Mm -hmm. period I saw it way too many times even during fashion week when I would go there even during like a lot of events I kept seeing it over and over I'm like this if they don't know what to do I'm gonna just step in and help out however I can so that's kind of Mm -hmm. was my approach initially um and then it just kind of blossomed and grew over time and so now I do sometimes I do celebrity hairstyling sometimes I do and, and and I have like a salon suite where I do like private clients. So like if, if people have like a, a hair situation on set and they don't know how to fix it, they can come to me and then I can help and fix it for them. So, yeah. um, so yeah, so it was just basically, it was another, just another notch on my tool belt. So yeah. Yeah. That's crazy mm-hmm. that people are still having hair situations on set. Like, what do you think that's about? Like, yeah, because I always tell people it's not, a, it's not necessarily about people hiring black people. Cause just cause we black, don't know. Mean, you know how to do We're black hair, or black skin. It's like the qualified people. Why are people, how, how do you think, or why do you think people are slipping through the cracks and getting us on, on like uh, big sets? It's a couple reasons. Um, from what I see since I've been here, either if you're not, active on social media they won't find you mm-hmm. or if you don't even have a social media account they won't look for you mm-hmm. so I mean I tell people especially people that first move here or move anywhere I'm like I know you don't want to be active on social media like that but that's kind of what people in LA are looking for like they were literally looking up hashtags for LA makeup artists or Atlanta makeup artists or you know wherever you're from they're literally looking yeah. for that and if you don't pop up, then they don't know. Like, they're just going to look for the first person that pops up. So mm-hmm. that's something I realized. I mean, I I was not a fan of social media when I first got here, but I realized that was kind of the tool and like the ticket to 
kind of get the consistent clientele going um but yeah but if yeah if you're not on social media like that they're not going to find you um and sometimes and a lot of actually a lot of times they end up hiring friends versus talent so Mm -hmm. like they'll easily get their friend in the room who don't know what they're doing but they don't care because they got their friends in there so mm-hmm. sometimes they'll get their friends and most times they don't know what they're doing. And then I see what's going on and I'm like, uh-uh, no, let's, let's not get, put this little girl out here like this. Let's actually fix her hair. Let's do something, get some edge control, something. Okay. So yeah. So that it was just that, that's kind of what, what's basically what's going on. <laughs> that, that is crazy. So what are you more so leaning towards now, hair or makeup? I mean, I'm still, makeup's still my first foremost love. Like I love, okay. love, love being a makeup artist. Hair was more so something that came along the way. Um, and it is, but it's be, it's become a growing passion. So I, I just, I love taking care of people top to bottom, basically. Yeah. So any way yeah. I can, I just like to be there. Yeah, I, I talked to um Sabrina. Her name is Sabrina Holdsworth Rowe. Sab's the good girl. I just had an interview with her a few weeks ago, but okay. she explained it as, because she does both. So she explained nice. it as like makeup is more like painting and hair is more like sculpture. And that like is she true. Yes. Like every now and then. So she's more focused on hair and then makeup. Well, she does both. Got it. Okay, cool. Okay. I got to add her now. That's yeah. really cool. Oh, yeah. I'll send you her page for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I wanted to circle back really quick to the portfolio thing. Like, what yes. was it that you did differently from the, the pedestrian portfolio that you had <laughs> to the one that you have now? Like, what stuff did you have to add to bring it up to their, their standard? Oh, so um, a couple things. So I was doing a ton of test shoots with photographers that that had that LA look. So like, I don't, I, there's something different about the photographers here versus other places. Like sometimes they do really great studio lighting and then they also do a lot of sun, beach, beachy kind of shots. Mm-hmm. So basically incorporating more of that into my book. Whereas before, like in Chicago, my book was mostly studio and they're like, okay, so how does your makeup look in the sunlight? Like, how does your makeup look in, in other weather? And I'm like, oh, well, that's something I didn't consider before. And yeah. so, you know, just adding, incorporating more um, different lighting. Yeah, different lighting scenarios on different skin tones for men, for women, just kind of diversifying my portfolio and just expanding it a little bit more. And I will say like, because my my men's portfolio was so strong, that's what helped a lot of the clientele I have now trust that I knew what I was doing. So like, you know, like if if they see it in your book, they can trust that you can do the job. So mm-hmm. I guess whatever kind of job you want to do, like I just did, I literally just did a test shoot that looked very much like, like a Target kind of campaign. I'm like, I would love to do more, more Target, more Nike, you know, so I, like just yeah. incorporating things that, that you want to, I guess, manifest into mm-hmm. your work. So mm-hmm. like testing testing up like testing up to make sure your your book looks solid and it looks like the type of work that you want to do basically yeah, yeah I like mm-hmm. that I, I love doing a mock shoot like a mock beauty campaign or a mock yeah. show oh, ad my, or something like that that's my favorite yeah, yeah that's absolutely my favorite mm-hmm. I love doing it. so like what is the going what's the going rate for makeup in LA like what are people paying to get their face done it depends like, what's the range uh, that you see um I would say when I first got here, I started at 200. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I quickly learned like, oh, you can actually charge a little more. So I would say 200, 250 is kind of the average. Um, currently right now from like a do and go, I'll charge 350. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, after a couple of years, I kind of bumped it up a little bit more, a little bit more. 
um so for but again that kind of ranges like for some people with bigger followers they could easily charge like a thousand for like a like a do and go or for like a in and out like so honestly like the sky is the limit out here um for like a full day rate that also ranges it ranges if you're doing a photo shoot or if you're doing a music video or if you're Mm -hmm. in their house all day like it kind of depends on a few factors but for a full day I say just for makeup only you could start at like 1200 1500 and you Mm -hmm. can honestly go up to like 5000 if you wanted to so honestly the sky it's literally it's it's limitless like you can kind of it it depends on on your the budget you know it depends on the client you're working with it depends on a few factors but I was it's a a big range like you could kind of charge whatever you want honestly I love, I love that do you have any advice for um makeup artists in particular because i get this question a lot where people kind of start off low and then they you know yeah. they set bills and you know everything the kit changes and everything and they're like I, w- I know i need to charge more but i'm afraid of losing clients or you know i'm afraid and you will. that's what i tell <laughs> all the time you will. <laughs> but like what advice would you give them to like be confident in raising their rate and then also being able to gauge like where they should kind of set their prices at. Oof. I mean, well, because I remember when when I first first started, I was charging 75 for a full face. I remember mm-hmm. the day when I changed it to a hundred, people were <laughs> dropping like flies. And I'm like, it's just it's just a, a couple extra bucks. Like, what do you mean? Like, but I thought about it like, you know what? Maybe those are not the clients for me. So you gotta mm-hmm. change your mindset and be like, let me seek out the type of clients that are willing to pay for what I'm worth, for what yeah. I'm charging. So yeah, don't be scared. Like just just try it. Like if mm-hmm. you want to bump it up to 150, want to bump it up to 175 next year. Just bump it up. Just you know, just see what happens. And if they get priced out, they get priced out. And, but if they respect what you do and they respect your work, they're going to pay for it. And they go and get their coins together and figure it out. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. I used to do that all the time like <laughs> when I was ready to raise my rate, I would yeah. tell myself like the next person that reaches out, I'm going to tell them the new price. And just yes. see, you know, just see what just they and they, what happens. And every single time I did it, the person was like, okay, like, okay. Because they respect what you do and they love your service and they'll so, continue to pay for it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just don't be afraid to to price yourself out. Just just keep charge up, charge up. Yeah. They'll they'll figure it out. Yeah. If they're sure. coming to you for a luxury service. Cause I think, you know, makeup and like having your makeup done, having your that like that's a luxury. And mm-hmm. people should understand, like this is this is the cost to to be the boss, essentially. Yeah, you want to so, look like a know, boss. Gotta, yeah, exactly. So, like, if if they're willing to to put their coins together, get to get one of them Telfar purses and one of them, you know, if they they can get their coins together to get their face and their hair done. So exactly, exactly. Yeah. They'll figure was, it out. Yeah. What was the transition like for you leaving Chicago? And then going to LA as far as any highs or lows of just working oh, in a yeah. new city? Yes. Um, because I, li- I was born and raised in Chicago, lived in Chicago my whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that time, my mom actually got remarried and she moved away from Chicago. So then in my head, I thought, okay, maybe if she's good, maybe I can fly and do my own thing too. So that was kind of the little thing that kind of popped in my head at the time but before if she never left I would have never left I can guarantee you that I was too scared to leave but just seeing her you know live her life and move on and and start fresh with her marriage I was like you know what maybe I can start a fresh life as well so that kind of was the kicker for me um but I um yeah it was scary like I was like I said I was was in a crazy relationship at the time so 
I moved with someone to LA, but then I stayed and he left. Gotcha. So it was, yeah, like I was losing friends. I was losing, you know, I was losing a lot of things. Like I, I had a studio back in Chicago that I left behind, but I knew I I wanted to get my career to another level. And I just not, had to leave a lot of things behind, which I was really scared to do. But I, but something in my gut just kept telling me like, I got to go. Like, I got to do mm-hmm. this. I got to get out there. Um, so yeah, the first move is not going to be fun. I had a good amount of savings that was gone in a month. So like, <laughs> you're going to be broke. You're going to be in the negatives. It's going to happen. Just prepare yourself for the storm. Um, cause the, I mean, basically, yeah, the storm's going to come, but just get, get the best boat. <laughs> get okay. the best boat so you can rock that storm the best way you can, basically. Um, so yeah, just basically trying to just get myself together little by little was the hardest part, but it's, I feel like I'm, I'm so much more of a better artist, a better, better friend, a better person, just going through all that. Um, and now I've been here for about five years and I, it's, I will say it took a good five years to finally get the good clientele coming and to get a consistency going. So it, it does take a while. The first year or two, a lot of people end up leaving because they don't see that instant result. But I'm like, if mm-hmm. you're here for the long ride, just, you got to stick it out. got to stick the yeah. course out. So, yeah. Do you think mm-hmm. it's your forever city or you think you'll move again or back to Chicago? Oh, no. <laughs> no, it's not. It's, well, my, my initial goal moving here was to be here for five years and to see what's going to happen. But I, I will say it took a good five years to kind of get it going. Like, it, you know, pandemic and strike, like a lot of things happened that set me back sent me two steps back basically so now I had to push it up a bit and I'm thinking okay maybe I'll stay here for seven years but I do want I miss home so much I miss my family I miss everybody so mm-hmm. I eventually I do want to move back at some point um I just don't know when but this is not my forever home it's just it's my temporary home for now yeah, yeah, like I yeah. might even consider coming to the east coast like I've always wanted to work in New York that was always kind of in the back of my mind like a place that I wanted to try out for a little bit yeah. um so I don't know but like like moving here here sorry moving here helped me to expand my mind and to open myself up to more opportunities and to more possibilities and I'm just kind of open you know and just kind of seeing where where the wind takes me so I know we'll see but I mean I definitely miss home and I do I'm gonna move back at some point so I just don't know when okay okay can you talk about okay so one thing I've noticed with being a makeup artist is that personal development or just personally I have grown so much like as a person on the journey more than like anything do you do anything in particular that contributes to you as like Andrea as the person that in turn like nourishes your career in a sense like you have to you have to be a certain type of person to be able to even receive those type of jobs or be in the Mm -hmm. room like what kind of work did you do on yourself to be able to be in the position you're in now I guess is what I'm trying to say Mm what have I what have I done to like better myself to be in these rooms yeah essentially mm-hmm. Oof. being a better listener um because I, I will say I have a tendency to like zone out sometimes <laughs> <laughs> like especially if I'm in a big room with people I get really nervous and yeah. I try my best to um stay in the moment but then there are times where I would say when I when in my younger days, for sure, like I would just zone out and people tell me their name. I'm like, uh-huh. Okay. Like I'm not, I was not paying attention. So mm-hmm. paying attention and making sure I'm present, like that's been a big game changer for me. I like mm-hmm. when, I, when I'm in the rooms, cause like now I'm getting people's contact information. Like if I'm talking to someone like, oh my God, oh, you're the head of 
whatever, whatever. Okay, great. Let's do a TikTok together. Let's do a video together. You know, whatever. Yeah. And then I I do purposeful networking now. And mm-hmm. I think that's what's helped me be a much better artist overall. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just being more intentional, paying attention. <laughs> um, oh, and I also do a lot more self-care. Like I really try my best to keep my Sundays and my Mondays off. It's hard in this industry, but yeah. I really do my best to keep two days off now. Whereas before, like I would be working sometimes a month straight yeah. and it would get, you know, my schedule would get really crazy and I wouldn't have time for anything. I wouldn't have time to get a you know, manicure, anything. And I'm like, okay, this is nuts. Like, why am I overworking myself? Like, I don't mm-hmm. like, I just didn't like that. I was doing too much, basically trying to chase a dollar essentially. So I'm just like, yeah. you know what? I'm going to just take some days off, figure myself out you know, yeah. have some, have some me time, have some self-care time. So now I call it my soap Sundays. So like that. on Sundays, I make sure I have my bubble bath. I make sure I have, I shampoo my hair, get my nails out. Like it's my full like laundry. Like that's my full day to like reset. And then Monday mm-hmm. is my chill day. But then I also try to do like a little social media or I try to do a little bit of something and just keep it real chill. Just stay in the house. Just keep it cute. Yeah. Um. So I think that's, that's essential. Keep having self-care as well, to, you know, incorporate it incorporate it as best as you can basically and don't burn yourself out hey i have a serious question for you you trust me right yes i heard you say yes right you heard them say yes right okay listen if you said yes and you have a product or service-based business that you want to expose to a loyal and engaged audience then consider letting me share your business here on the friends of beauty podcast studies have shown that podcast listeners tend to trust the host making the advertising messages more authentic and credible and my favorite part which a lot of people don't know is the longevity Unlike traditional ads that have a limited lifespan and disappear after your budget has been exhausted, my podcast episodes are available indefinitely. This means that your ad will continue to reach new listeners long after the initial episode airs. And you already know my consistency is off the chain. I'm not going anywhere anytime soon. And as the Friends of Beauty podcast continues to grow, your brand will continue to reach a new audience. That's how it works here. So don't wait any longer. I want to expose your brand to my Friends of Beauty. All you have to do is click the link below with all of the details and we can make it happen. Anyways, let's go ahead and get back to the episode. Exactly. I totally, totally agree. So like Mm. I have a a never have I ever question for you. It's nothing like personal or scary but yeah. if you've done this before share the story behind it if not share your go-to pro your go-to products that will be an alternative to this I would say all right so this Ooh, is the question I have a okay. question for you. so this is the question so never have I ever and this is very messy I'm being like I'm poking the bear but never <laughs> have I ever used milk of magnesia on a client have you ever done that before <laughs> I sure did. I saw I don't know if it was a YouTube. It was something I saw. And this was back in maybe 2007. Like mm-hmm. it was my beginner days, beginner, beginner. But I know I did, and then their skin turned ghost white, and I'm just like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, trying to calm them down, like, oh, it's fine, it's fine. But I did that for maybe a month or two like it was a short short time in my career when I did it and then after a while I was like there's literally products that are way better 
yeah and does the same thing and I'm like oh well never mind I don't need to do this so yes I definitely did it and I won't do it again <laughs> <laughs> I said I'll poke with a bear because I um I posted this thread the other day because mm-hmm. I was listening I was literally listening to a listening to a podcast and a podcast I listen to all the time and the two hosts were like raving about getting their makeup done and I know who the, I know the makeup artist that's the crazy oh. thing I'm not gonna say her name okay. I know the okay. makeup artist so they when they said it hurt, I was like oh yeah I know it was good and it was like yes and she used milk of magnesia and our makeup lasted all day and I was like and I literally just made the thread like in the split second of listening <laughs> like, I honestly and truly can't believe that people are still using milk of magnesia and I was mm-hmm. like I don't give a who you are I'm judging you because like okay, you said so many right. different products out on the market now that are not going to damage your skin. Yes. And I posted it the other day on my Instagram and girl, it was only one person who was trying to be combative, you know, in the comments. Of course. Of course. They're embarrassed and they don't want to say. Yeah. People were like ready to fight for going against milk and magnesia. This one lady responded. was like, I've been using it for 20 years um, with my oil, my Olay and my skin is still good. I'm like, okay, girl, that's good. And I told people, I said, that's good for you. Like if you want to use yes. it on yourself, but I don't feel like makeup artists should be pulling that out of their kit and putting that no. on people's face. Mm-mm, no, no. I, I would say the most comparable product I found was Mayron. That skin prep pro. What? Yes, 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 yes. That was a game changer for me. When I found that, that I'm like, oh, everything. Yes, yeah, yeah. So that Mayron is the truth. Yeah. And I've been trying to switch people over to that. <laughs> so I'm like, it looks, it's a little bit better for you. Yeah, it's not going to make for the burn, skin. Burn your skin out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's made for the skin, not to help you poop. So, yeah. <laughs> exactly right yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it will fight you over that i learned my lesson i said "Ooh, okay all right That's touchy y'all. subject <laughs> very touchy okay i learned my oh, lesson man. Mm-hmm. Yes. so i that's know that you're funny. with the agency now too you mentioned a little bit about your agency um yes. that's one thing i feel like a lot of us don't really tap into until i don't know when like when did you know that you were ready to um be with an agency um well so when i was so when I was living in Chicago, I was with an agency for about seven years. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was my first, one of my first agencies and, you know, and, and it was like a Midwest market. So we were like, at that time I was doing like Kohl's and Sears and um, Shop Bop. And so like, it was my, like my introduction to commercial world. Yeah. So then coming out here, I'm thinking, oh, I'll just get right. In. Like, it should be fine. And of course, no, it didn't happen like that. Like I interviewed like I literally Googled all the agencies in LA and I called and tried to interview with every single one of them. Uh-huh. And about five, including the one I'm with now, got back to me. But um the the one I told you about that said like your your portfolio is pedestrian, that was one of them. And I was just like, oh, okay. So then I tried to like rearrange my book a little bit and then I came upon Cloutier, and that's who I'm with now, Cloutier Remix. Um, and they were the ones I could tell they, they were like, we see something in you and, and we'd like to just basically invest in you. Like, we want to see what you can do. Like, you know, we had a great interview. It went by smoothly. And then they asked me my concerns or what I'm looking to do, what, like where I'm trying to go with my portfolio. And I told them, I was just like, I mean, I would love to try to do every award show. I would love to try to, um, get some celebrities in my book, like just things I've never done before. I want to try to stretch myself and see what I can do and they said okay you know what we'll give you a chance and so I started off as an assistant for them and I was just, that's when I was assisting Saisha and I assisted Francesca Talat as well 
Um, mm-hmm. So like they kind of just put me into the big leagues. And one of my first jobs through them was uh, Black is King. Mm-hmm. And so I was I was literally shaking, <laughs> shaking oh, in my boots when they called me that. They called and they were just like, okay, so we, we got your first job. And I'm like, okay, cool. What, what is it? And then they were like, so you're going to be on set for B. And I'm like, B who? And then they were like, we can't say the full name yet. But, and then they sent the call sheet. And I was like. <laughs> That's insane. I was screaming. So that was my first official assisting job with them. And I've got to work with them for two days. So we worked on Mood Forever and uh, Brown Skin Girl. So we, were, we we got to work on, it was it was me and maybe 10, 12 other makeup artists at the time. Um, but it was a huge production. Like it was literally a hundred different dancers we had to work on, a hundred different background people, you know, like like just, it, it was endless. Like it was like we would do one person and keep going, keep going, keep going all day. Mm-hmm. But it was incredible. It was beautiful. Like it was an amazing experience. Um, and then Saisha, basically she gave them the thumb up. Like, okay, she's cool. Like she, she she paid attention. She was on time. She was great. And then because of her, that's what kind of got me to become one of their lead artists. Mm. Um, so I would say like anyone that's looking to, um, I guess, enhance their book or, 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 or just try something different. I mean, you know, just give it a try. You never know. I mean, mm. I didn't know what they were looking for until they kind of told me like, you know, you maybe you need to add, a, you know, a little bit more diversity, you know, maybe you need to add, a, you know, they kind of gave me advice on what to add versus mm. other agencies really didn't tell me what to mm. do. Right. Um. So I would say like, don't be set on one agency, like shop around, mm-hmm. Um. get different opinions, get different feedback because what works for one agency may not work for somebody else. You know, everyone's kind of looking for something different, but the one that I found, like, they were the most communi- com- communi- communicative, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> communication, their communication was great. Um, And they were the most receptive to just having me on board and helping me kind of understand the industry. Yeah. Um, and then what, what was also helpful is a lot of the women in my agency, they've all been models before, or they've been photographers, like they've been in the industry. So they kind of have a sense of how it works and yeah. it's an all women's agency. So I'm just like, hell yeah, let's do this. Power. <laughs> right. We run the world. So like that, that it's, it was just really great and sweet to work with them and to continue working with them. And I've been with them for four years now. Um, so yeah, so they're, yeah, they're incredible. They've been great. And they've just been basically literally pushing me to like, work with these people that I normally wouldn't work with before. So yeah. I, I appreciate them for that, for, for pushing me out my shell, basically. Dang, and the opportunities are endless, it seems like. Is there, are there any cons to being with an agency? I would say... Mm, Not them in particular, but just like in general. Yeah, no, I'm trying to think. Well, I would say in my former agency, what I did not like was they didn't it I was in an exclusive contract meaning any mm-hmm. job I worked I had to send it to them mm-hmm. and I'm like well I'm not gonna make any money like I can't send every single thing your way like that's not fair versus right. and you didn't get I'm this for now. me I got this for myself right yeah versus who I'm with now they flat out even say in the contract there's like any job you find for yourself is for you like we don't have any business touching that so I would say that's something to look out for making sure you're not signing an exclusive contract because mm-hmm. you may sign on to something where you're stuck and you didn't read the fine print, um, and then you're kind of having to give away money rather than making your own money. Yeah. Um, so that's something to look out for, just like exclusive contracts and making sure they don't take too much of a percentage. So 
my agency, they take 20%, but then there are some that do 30% or 40%. So like, you know, you want to make sure like you, you're keeping some of the money to yourself and they're not taking too much, but 20% is like the standard. That's like kind of normal all around. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And you've done the Oscars, Grammys, Emmys, the Met Gala. I did. Big thanks to them. And then, and there was another client I had outside of them um, that I got to do the Grammys for the first time. I was working with um, Taylor Parks and she's a songwriter for like Ariana Grande and for Victoria Monet. So she's like an amazing songwriter. And so um, my first job with her was actually for free. And I was just like, you know, that was the time when I first moved there. And I'm like, I'm just trying to just get my name out there and do whatever. So it was a free job. And then after that, she trusted me. And then she started paying a little bit more, paying a little bit more. And then she was like, hey, the Grammys are coming up. Let's do this. I'm like, oh. So it, that was my first, first time. I was super excited. She kind of gave me creative freedom. She wore this big, crazy pink dress. And she was just like, I just want something like sparkly. She was like, I don't know, do your thing. And that was the first time anyone like fully trusted me to do that and was just like just like well I would say a woman fully trusted me to just yeah. do whatever and I'm like okay I got you cool I, I know exactly what to do so I did this little sparkly liner on her she loved it it was super cute and it got like reposted on vogue.com and like it was so it kind of just that's that's kind of was my start to red carpet like working with yeah. Taylor Park um and so so she was she's been a blessing she was a sweetheart and then she was like my introduction into the entertainment world I was saying mm-hmm. And then there were uh, then the the Oscars I got to do with Dwayne Wade, um, and usually with him like he's always just super cool, super chill. He's just like you know just do whatever you know it's fine. Yeah. Um, and then the Met Gala that was my biggest uh, award show, which was scary. <laughs> it was so scary because I'm sure you've seen those pictures where they like zoom in on the faces at yes. the Met Gala. And, and I'm just like, oh my God, like I got to make sure. I'm always just wondering like, what are y'all doing when all of that <laughs> stuff is are, like, y'all just standing off to the side while they're taking pictures and. Right. But I was. get to go so, inside. Like, what do you, what do you do? They, right. Um, what for the day of, I guess like pretty much a lot of the celebrities are in like two different hotels in, in New York. And so, um, I, it was me and his team. We all went to the one hotel, but the elevator was so slow. <laughs> it took forever to get up to his room. But by the time we got there, it, it was like a two hour process. He had his barber. Um, he had a manicurist. Um, he had Jason Bolden, his his wardrobe stylist. Okay. Um, and then me for makeup. So it, it was it was all hands on deck. We made sure he was super clean, super. And for, for that day, I made sure his skin was nice and cool. Cause like he's, he's a sweater. So like I brought these, um, it's, I usually post it on my page, but it's called Lil L- Fox. Like, yeah. And, and I saw I put it in the freezer. So his skin was super cold. His pores were super tight. So like, that's kind of the trick I would say for, for red carpet, like making sure their skin is super duper cold. So then the products can stay on better and they sweat a little bit less. And sure enough, like as soon as I saw him on the carpet, he was fine. He was cool as a cucumber. And I was like, oh, thank God. Yes. <laughs> so he looked great. Um, but yeah, but that was one of the scariest ones for sure. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm always nervous. Like if I had to do something red carpet, like the perfection that you have to have for it to mm-hmm. read well on camera, I just, I would be so nervous. I have yeah. like one other like major question before I wind down and let you go. Yeah, I don't want to you too long. But when you mentioned that you did the girls makeup for free, I was like, um, only because yeah. what I'm seeing now is like a lot of art, like you've been doing makeup for 18 years and you did yeah. something for free. 
I'm coming yeah. across a lot of new artists who think they too good to like do oh, something for free or short. I mean and then also what I wanted to ask you about the doing it for free yeah as far as your discretion or do you get a gut feeling as to okay this person I can do for free because yeah. I used to come like when I was I haven't done it in a while yeah um, but I would still do it for some people yeah. Uh, where you'll get a, somebody that's of some significance and they're like oh I'll post it or I'll I'll tag you like doing know, an exchange type of thing and then right. they never tag me oh, or they tag me right. after what they'll do is they'll literally post it I've seen this several times and this is why I'm kind of hesitant sometimes to do it still oh I know. Like, I know they'll say they'll post you but they'll post the picture get all these likes and comments and then they'll come back later and tag you when everybody does but but i'll I'll get you exposure that type of thing it's very much a gut feeling because i've had absolutely it's a gut feeling because i've had a lot of um like celeb like reality tv stars Mm -hmm. sometimes really big celebrities like they'll reach out through instagram and be like hey can you do this for free and it's a it's very much a gut feeling and if i don't feel it i'm like no i'm good um, or I'll be like, here's my rate or, you know, something for like me, that. It's more so like, I know for sure that y'all got the budget more than. Yes, so. exactly. Yeah. I do my research on them. I, I literally look at their Instagram. I Google them and I'm like, okay, they could afford it. Um, for this situation, she was just getting, she was doing her first album and I was new to the city. So I was mm-hmm. just like, I was like, it's a, it's a one-time thing. If I don't see you again, that's cool. But then I ended up working with her for four years after that. So it was just a one-time thing and it was a one-time, well, I thought it was going to be a one-time thing, but then it turned out to be like one of my, she was like one of the biggest investments ever. And then led me to the Grammys. We, we went, we did, we worked over it. Like we were over all over the place. Um, She flew me out (laughs) to other places. So, so it was one of those gut feelings where I'm like, well, I could tell she, she's, she's about her business and she's working with some really reputable people. Um, So let me just give this a try and see how this goes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's kind of how it continued from there. And we built a relationship off that. I love that. I love that. So take heed. I guess I, this, I think it is like intuition. Um, it is. Like, 100%. Okay, I can do this. But some people, yeah. when they too good, girl, they be like, it, it's crazy to me. Because I used to do so much free stuff, like shoots. Like even you mentioned testing. and Oh, yeah. I still you know, test all the time. Yeah. These young girls, they want their coins. Okay. Which, I, which is true. And you should always get paid. I fully agree. But if you are, but especially with testing, like I always test with like photographers, like if I love their style or if I want to try something, a different makeup technique, or if I want to challenge myself and try a crazy hairstyle or no, if I want to just try something, I'm like, I'm down and I'm open to it and I don't mind. Yeah. Um, or if I could see something I could see myself benefiting from the relationship in a way I'm like okay well I'm gonna just give it a try and just see how it goes but it's all it's always a gut feeling like yeah I feel you would you know you just know if it's gonna work out or not and then just trust your initial first thought and go for it yeah how do you feel about net 30 and net 60 and then things oh I'm sick of it I want my money and I want it now (laughs) that's so funny I'm sick of it no, I really, it's it's one of those unavoidable things, especially um, when you're working commercial jobs, like working for, I'm not even going to say it, but working for, for bigger companies, sometimes, unfortunately, yes, you got to do the net 30, net 60, and you know, it's just kind of out of your hands at that yeah. point. So I can't stand it, but that's kind of how it is sometimes, which is why I'll do weddings on the weekend sometimes, or, you know, just different jobs to kind of like make sure the bills are paid, basically. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. 
this has been such a great conversation. I don't even want to let you go for real. Um, no, we can keep talking. <laughs> I would love to know, though, like, what do you want your legacy to be as far as the beauty industry goes? Um, The contribution oh, wow. that you plan on, you know, leaving with the, the beauty industry with education, your artistry, your craft? Oof, that's a big question. My legacy? Oof. Oh, no, I don't know. Um, A living legacy. It doesn't have to be like... You have to, you know, perish. <laughs> I'm thinking when I'm dead and gone. <laughs> I don't know. I, well, I would say, um, don't limit yourself. Mm-hmm. I would say that would be my legacy. Don't limit yourself because I never would have imagined getting into hairstyling. I never would have imagined even moving to LA. Yeah. But I opened myself up to the possibilities of anything. And I'm like, I just want to see how it goes. Mm-hmm. So just be um just be open what's the saying I feel like Bruce Lee says something be be open like water I don't know something <laughs> he says <laughs> be be free like water something but basically be open to possibilities and you never know where it can take you or or who you're gonna meet or where you're gonna meet someone you just never know so just yeah. just be open I was saying yeah I like that is there anything that's coming up next for you that you can share Ooh. <laughs> not well I am working on a class but it's still like I'm it's still I'm still figuring stuff out Mm -hmm. but yes I want to start teaching again and that'll start happening like next year um but once I kind of get the plan solidified I will absolutely let you know so yeah but but education's in the future basically I love that okay well before I let you go I have to ask you the friends and beauty rapid fire questions so whatever comes to your mind and if you need to elaborate that's fine too so the first one is what are the top three keys to your success so far? Love, honesty, creativity. I love that. How do you measure your success? I I don't. <laughs> I, I don't have expectations. Okay. So that's how I measure it. Okay. If that okay. answers it. I like that. What's the best advice you've ever received or a piece of advice that's just always stuck with you? My mind is blank. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> um, wash, wash your chicken. Wash your chicken. My mind is blank. I don't know. Wash your (laughs) chicken. (laughs) Because if you don't, then you might get sick and then you won't be able to do that. I don't know. Thanksgiving's on my mind. I don't know. I love it. Clean your chicken. Clean clean your greens. (laughs) Clean your food. There you go. Clean clean your brushes. (laughs) Clean your brushes. Oh my God. (laughs) I did a whole reel about that (laughs) one. yeah there you go exactly (laughs) what advice would you give to another makeup artist right now who is just struggling with their business they're not seeing the results that they want to see and they're just like maybe this just isn't for me anymore Uh, I would say don't get stuck in your rut um try assisting other artists to see how they see things try a test shoot to just test things out like 
just keep trying like try every single avenue like if you thought maybe you wanted to do bridal and maybe you're getting bored in bridal um try commercial work try production work you know there's so many there's literally a hundred different avenues in makeup artistry we have theater we have drag makeup we have so many different avenues and I would say explore every possible avenue before you give up so just uh, try things in a different city you know that and that's I would say that was something I was going through when I was in Chicago like I felt kind of stuck at some point and I felt like I was working with the same people like it was getting too comfortable mm -hmm. and I just wanted to kind of shake things up and I'm glad I did so I would say yeah. just try every possible avenue that you can challenge yourself um try something new mm -hmm. be open yeah be open I like that what's a resource that has helped you in your business or helps you in your business that you can share with the friends and beauty community a resource like a um like an app or like yeah, just it could be an app, work? it could be or... a book. Um, be... Well, a re I mean, my first thought was Instagram. So, I mean, I and TikTok. I mean, I was not a big social media person when I first started. Like, I really didn't post a lot of pictures. Like, it wasn't until the past five or six years when I really started to try to get into it and make TikToks and all that. Um, but sometimes, yeah, I would say social media is like my biggest resource at the moment. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then there's a couple podcasts I listen to, like the read and okay. no, there's a couple people I listen to that kind of like gets my day going, like, so I could get mm -hmm. started. Um, that's kind of the, that's the first thing that kind of came to mind. So, okay. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I like that. So the last one, I just want you to fill in the blank and okay. just say, my name is whatever your name is. And the key to longevity and success is whatever you think it is personally. Okay. My name is Andreas Samuels. The key to longevity and success is consistency. See, the consist I tell the consistency will get y'all every single time. You got to be consistent. <laughs> that is the consensus yeah. amongst all the people that mm -hmm. you and I admire is their consistency. So work on your consistency for sure. Before you 100%. go, can you share like wherever you want people to connect with you, whether it's social media, your website, where you want people to go? Oh, sure. Um, well, I am pretty much everywhere. I am on Instagram and it's my name is Andrea Samuels, two underscores. I'm on TikTok and it's the same. It's Andrea Samuels, two underscores. Um, I am on YouTube, but it's some really old videos. I need to update that soon, okay. <laughs> but it's just my name, Andrea Samuels. Um, where else? Oh yeah. And then my website, you could just, you could, if you want to see everything I do, my, my resume, everything, it's www.andreasamuels.com. Yay. Well, thank you so much for sharing with us today. I really enjoyed this conversation so Yay. much and hopefully I'll see you soon. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, we gonna see each other real soon. <laughs> I'm coming yeah. to see you next year for sure. All right. Thank you, girl. All right. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Friends in Beauty podcast. Don't forget, sharing is caring. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with another friend in beauty. Give it a thumbs up and subscribe. Rate and leave a five-star review so that other friends in beauty can find the show. Plus, we'd love to hear your feedback. Connect with us on all social media platforms at Friends in Beauty. Hashtag Friends in Beauty to join the conversation and join our Friends in Beauty Facebook community to stay connected. Talk to you soon.